0: welcome to another broadcast of Sunshine USA here on Spotify and some of the other platforms we broadcast on here at Sunshine USA. My name is Warren Landis, and I'm your host and Bible teacher here on Sunshine USA, and it is a great joy for me to welcome you to uh, our broadcast today. Um, I know that many of you are getting more and more excited about Christmas, which uh, comes up and just a tad over a week at this point. Uh, many of you have family coming in from other parts of the country and, and, uh, the kids are excited because they get a break from school. So, uh, it's an exciting time for so many people. And yet we also know it's also a time of the year when there's a lot of sadness and depression. Some of you, uh, have lost loved ones in the past year and some of you have, uh, you know, um, had some major setbacks in the past year. And so, you know, you think about that, and you get depressed a little bit. But, you know, Christ could be the great comforter in situations like that. He really can. And of course, ministries like this one can help as well. Because uh, you guys are free to contact me anytime you have a pressing need in your life. Uh, I can communicate with you by email and phone call. Uh, And all of this is a free service, you know. Uh, Anything I can do to minister to you, I want to be sure to do it. And I will tell you this, we're not going to expound on it on today's broadcast, but there are some exciting things coming up for next year. There are some exciting things coming up for next year here at Sunshine USA, and I can hardly contain myself, but we're going to probably... Uh, early in the new year, we're going to have a special broadcast where I'm going to be outlining some of the things that I would like to be doing in the year ahead. And, and you're going to get excited just like I'm excited. Um, but I do want you to continue praying for the radio ministry of Sunshine USA as we continue to reach out across America and throughout the world with the teaching of the Word of God, the Bible. <clears throat> that is so exciting. Well, uh, in our Bible study today, we're going to be continuing our fairly new Bible study series in 1 Corinthians, where Paul is addressing the church at Corinth and communicating with them. And here in First and Second Corinthians, Paul has some very important teachings for the Church of Corinth. And I think you're going to find that this applies to us today as well. Not just to Paul in his day, not just to the Church of Corinth, but it applies to all of us today. Paul says over here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1, he says, And I, brethren, came unto you, Not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse 3. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power that your faith should not be standing in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit, that we speak wisdom among you that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that are come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Uh, pay attention to that word. We'll expound on it a little bit later in the broadcast today. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world know or knew, For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Okay, Paul indicates, he says, Now when I came to you guys at Corinth, and obviously at this point Paul had been to Corinth in person before writing this particular epistle, he says, Now when I came to to preach to you and visit with you at Corinth, He said, I chose not to do so with worldly wisdom or with enticing words or flowery language. (laughs) He said, I determined to know nothing about you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You know, this made me think a little bit about the younger days of my ministry. I have to admit that during the younger days of my ministry, I was more fluffed than stuff. I was probably more entertaining than inspiring. And I'm not really happy about that when I think back on it now, but of course, I mean, that's the natural way of things. I mean, most of us now, hopefully, are further along spiritually than we were years ago. I know that in my case... I'm a whole lot more further along spiritually than I was at the time of my salvation or even before my salvation. I have grown so much more in the Word of God. And I'd like to think now that when I get up and preach, I focus not so much on fluff but on stuff substance. You know, sometimes it's a lot easier trying to preach fluff and entertain the people. Sometimes that's more fun. But from a spiritual standpoint, you don't get much out of that. From a spiritual standpoint, you don't get a lot out of that. I mean, I I can remember some of the early sermons that I used to preach, I mean, man, I had the people laughing all over the place. I mean, I, I guess from an entertainment perspective, they were having a good time. But I wasn't really focusing on the deeper things of God. Now when I get up to preach the gospel and teach the word of God, I'm much more eager, I am much more eager to focus on on stuff and not fluff. Substance and not fluff. I mean, that's, that's the way it is. I want to be known as a preacher who focuses on the deeper things of God. Um, now, one of the things I pointed out a while ago, I told you to pay attention to that word, mystery. Pay attention to the word, mystery. Uh, Paul, shortly after his conversion on the road to Damascus, we know that Paul went to Arabia for three years. And during the three years that Paul was in Arabia, he no doubt spent a lot of time alone with the Lord learning about the deeper things of God. During that time, Paul learned things that Peter and the rest of the disciples had yet to learn. Now, you know, when you look at the New Testament, for example, when you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and even as you get into the book of Acts, the fifth book of the New Testament, what we find is that even though we're now in the New Testament, uh, many of the daily and religious practices were still based on the law of Moses and some of the Old Testament rituals that you find over in the Old Testament. For example, even though Jesus was now on the earth and he was teaching the people and, and preaching, we note that Jesus had not yet died on the cross. He had not yet risen from the grave, and he had not yet ascended up into heaven. And so in many ways, what we find in terms of practice in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and even on into the book of Acts, we find a continuation of the law of Moses. Now, Peter and the other disciples, for example, they were much more comfortable when they taught in the synagogues, they were much more comfortable talking about things pertaining to Old Testament practices. That's what they knew. That's the only thing they had ever known. But Paul, when he gets gloriously converted to Christ on the road to Damascus, we find that Paul is led by the Lord to go to Arabia so that he's totally separated from the influence of the disciples and their teachings. And there for three years, we find that the Lord Jesus Christ himself Teaches um, Paul the mysteries of God. Now Paul, on more than one occasion, uses that term mystery because Paul knew that Christ had shown him things that had not been shown to anybody else. That is part of the uniqueness of Paul's ministry. And I think that's why people like you and I probably consider Paul one of our favorite characters in the New Testament, apart from Jesus Christ, because his ministry is so unique. And hopefully, like Paul, you have a desire to dive into the deeper things of God. Uh, Well, for example, um, take the book of Hebrews, for example. Now, of course, I'm aware that there's a lot of theological debate as to who wrote Hebrews, some, like myself, still believe that Paul wrote Hebrews. We have other people who choose to believe that someone other than Paul wrote Hebrews. But I I think Paul wrote Hebrews. And of course, in Hebrews, we find the deeper things of God being taught. In the book of Romans, which is The last book of the New Testament that we just finished studying, we find even in the book of Romans. Paul spends a lot of time focusing on the deeper things of God. You know, unfortunately, we have so many Christians today, they have no appetite at all for the deeper things of God. None. Oh, they go to church on Sunday morning and they listen to the pastor bring a 15 or 20 minute message or maybe a little bit longer. They listen to some music and they go home. And their tendency is to think, "Okay, I've met my religious obligation for the week. I have met my religious obligation for the week. And now I'm I'm good until next Sunday. And then at that point, they live life Monday through Saturday in a way that's really totally different from what they heard in church on Sunday morning. One of the reasons 11 or 12 years ago I started this ministry called Sunshine USA is because I have a desire to teach the Word of God to other people. I found 11 or 12 years ago that people had an astounding lack of knowledge of the Bible. And I hate to say it, even today, that hasn't improved very much. Now, of course, I think those of you who tune into this broadcast, Sunshine USA, on a regular basis, you know good and well, you get taught the deeper things of God. And hopefully you're growing in your knowledge of the Word of God. But, we have Christians who have been Christians for 10 years, 20 years, and 30 years or more, and they have a remarkable ignorance of the Word of God. They have no idea. And I think if they only realized how much diving into the deeper things of God would enrich their lives and make their Christian lives more effective they would have a great appetite for the deeper things of God. Now, I guess one of the advantages that I have nowadays, being at or beyond retirement age, is the fact I have a lot more time now to spend studying the Word of God. I have a lot more time to spend with the Lord, allowing Him to teach me the deeper things of God. But yet, at the same time, you know, I realize in spite of all that I've learned about the Word of God, there is still more for me to learn. Now, going back to Paul's day for a moment, Paul said, when I came to you guys at Corinth, I came to you determined that I was not going to use fancy, highfalutin words. I was going to preach unto you the simple truth of the word of God. Now, unfortunately, to some degree, Paul was in contrast to Apollos, for example. We know, according to the scripture, Apollos was an eloquent speaker. When Apollos came to town and he rented a place to hold some meetings, boy, he held the people spellbound. He knew how to entertain the people. He knew how to impress the people with his fancy words. But Paul had something Apollos didn't. Paul had the ability to teach and to preach the deeper things of God. No fancy words for Paul, but what Paul did have to say was so important because it was going to help you grow in your knowledge of the word of God. Now, Paul talks here too about the difference between worldly wisdom and the wisdom of this world. You and I have to realize that as Christians, we walk to a different drumbeat. We march to a different drumbeat. Our ways are not the world's ways. I'm afraid that what so many Christians have done is so many Christians today, they have um, made up their minds. So many Christians today have made up their minds that uh, we want to be as much like the world as we can be but yet still be a Christian and a lot of times this shows up when I do question and answer sessions from time to time and uh, people ask me questions like uh, can I do this and still be a Christian or can I do that and still be a Christian you see that's not thinking in the right way you need to think in terms of what did Christ tell us to be. And we should be that kind of person. Amen. So you and I should have an appetite for the deeper things of God. Now, uh, think for a moment about your daily life, your daily routine. Now, most of you that are still working. I mean, you might spend eight hours a day, 40 hours a week working at a secular job somewhere. Some of you spend 20 or more hours a week in school. And then, of course, you have various shopping trips that you have to go on. All of this is part of basic everyday life. And, and to be honest with you, I, I, I have a lot of enjoyment watching television. Now, I try to be careful not to watch too much television, and furthermore, I try to be very selective about what I do watch on television. But I don't think there's anything wrong with watching a good movie on television or a good ball game. But I do have a problem with people who do that, and yet they say, I have no time to study the deeper things of God in the Bible. I have learned a long time ago in this life that when something is important to you, you learn to make time for it. For example, those of you that are avid golf fans and you love to play golf, I guarantee you at least once or twice a month, you try to find a place to play golf. Why? Because you love the game of golf. You love playing golf. Those of you that love fishing, you probably try to plan at least one or two fishing trips every month. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. Nothing wrong with that at all. But it is wrong not to make time every day for the reading and studying of the Word of God. Someone was asking me the other day, what did I want to be remembered for? They said, Warren, when it comes to all this teaching and preaching you do on the radio, what do you want to stand out in the minds of the people? And I hope that what stands out in the minds of the people is that I have a desire for them to spend time every day in the word of God. Having a great time in the word of God. To me, that is the best thing that you could ever do, and that is to learn to have a great time in the Word of God. And by the way, this is very good advice for those of you that are ministerial students. Many of you know that there's quite a few ministerial students that listen to this broadcast on a regular basis. I mean, seriously. You listen to this broadcast on a regular basis. Many of you have told me in various emails that I am one of your mentors in the ministry. And I have to tell you, that means more to me than you can imagine. But let me tell you something, young ministers out there. Your goal in the ministry should not be to simply entertain the people and draw large crowds. As wonderful as that is. But your goal in the ministry needs to be that of teaching the pure, unpolluted Word of God. And if I'm not teaching the pure, unpolluted Word of God, it doesn't matter how fancy my speech is. And I just hope that some of you guys will take that into consideration as you guys prepare yourself for the various ministries that God has called you into. Amen. Now, we're actually at a very good stopping point here. I know that I haven't been teaching all that long this morning. But we're at a a very good stopping point before we shift gears here in the second chapter of 1 Corinthians. So next time we'll begin with 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. That's where we'll pick up next time. So if I were you, I would at least make it a point to finish uh, reading and studying through the second chapter of 1 Corinthians. Now, if you have time to go ahead and read the third chapter of 1 Corinthians as well, that would be great. Now, I do want you to contact me. Uh, One of the things I've been asking people throughout the holiday season to do, uh, I would love to get a Christmas card. From each and every one of our listeners. It would be so meaningful. And so exciting for me. To get a Christmas card. From our listeners. And uh, I, I pointed out last time. That I've already started. Receiving Christmas cards. From our listeners. Uh, here for example. I have a Christmas card. From Linda Blackwell. Linda Blackwell. Very simple, beautiful card. It says, we're the blessed receivers wishing you a joyful Christmas and a happy new year. And then on the front of the card, it says Jesus is to give. (laughs) And uh, I tell you, I love to get Christmas cards from our radio listeners. And that's the big project we've been working on this month. And if you haven't sent me a Christmas card yet, I'd love for you to do that today because we've only got about another week before Christmas. You still have time to get those Christmas cards to me before Christmas, but you have to act fast. My snail mail address is Warren Landis, 80 Thruston Street, that's T-H-R-U-S-T-O-N, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510 Greenville, South Carolina, that's Warren Landis 80 Thrusted Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. Now I have two email addresses. One is warrenlandis at yahoo.com, and the other one is warrenlandis at gmail.com. Like I say, I would love to hear from you. You can also feel free to share with me any prayer requests that you have, any uh, Bible study questions that you have, and I'll be sure to get to it on the next broadcast or the broadcast after that. But until next time, this is Warren Landis saying goodbye. God bless you. And guess what? I'm going to see you next time on Sunshine USA.